Well, because our jobs aren't finance anymore. Like we have this other like operational, bigger leadership role than I think CFOs have had in the past. In the past, it's been like the CFO runs finance and that's it. And um, I think CFOs are evolving. It's um, like when I think about my job and what the CFO role was then is now the controller role today. I probably spend about 20, 25% of my time on finance specifically, and then the rest is on other areas of the business. This episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast was recorded at the Sage Transform Conference in October of 2022. Because it's a little shorter than our usual episodes, this episode does not qualify for free CPE on the Earmark app. However, it's a great interview. I hope you listen, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to a special episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast. I'm Blake Oliver. And I'm David Leary. And we are recording in person at Sage Transform in Orlando, Florida. Welcome to the show, listeners. Yes, listeners. We're live. We're live. And best thing about the show is we have true customers. It's business. And so we have a CFO, uh, Bonnie Forsell. She's from Vitamin Angels. And we have... One of her person on our team, Jennifer Hebert, she's a senior accountant at Vitamin Angels. And they've been using Intact for four years? Three years. Three years. Mm -hmm. And then I think you said, Jennifer, you've used it in a previous role as well. Okay. You want to start with that? Like <laughs> the older journey, and then we'll move into the current journey? Well, I want to hear about Vitamin Angels. Oh, okay. Let's Can do you there. mind telling us, tell us about Vitamin Angels first? So Vitamin Angels is a public health nonprofit. We're an international organization and we work in 70 countries all over the world. And um, our focus is on public health and nutrition, specifically for pregnant women and then children up to the age of five. So we're focusing on the first 1,000 days of life. And so what kind of services do you provide that, you know, help women, you know, pregnant women and women with young children? Absolutely. So we provide um, vitamin supplementation. So vitamin A, um, antiparasitic drugs, prenatal vitamins for pregnant women. Um, we also do advocacy advisory services with governments, so state, federal governments, and um, education services, so breastfeeding education, infant and young children, feeding education. So your website says you've helped over 70 million women and children just this year. Yes. Like, how, how do you scale it? Like, how do you, that, that seems monstrous. No, numbers. it's such a good question. We have a really interesting operating model to where we partner with other smaller NGOs because our, our strategy is really to reach the hardest to reach populations that aren't being reached through national health services. Okay. And so in order to do that, we have to be really local. And so we partner with other organizations that serve a particular community. Like, for example, maybe in, it's an indigenous community in a remote area in the mountains of Peru. You know, something like that. We can never do that on our own. We really rely on our partners. And so we work with 1,600, uh, sorry, 2,600 partners all over the world that help us reach those really hard to reach areas. And so are you acquiring the vitamins and shipping them? Like what's the... We get them donated to us sometimes. Okay. When they are donated to us, they're under really strict manufacturing guidelines. So it's, um, we, don't, we don't just take, you know, like ashwagandha or, you know, <laughs> like random vitamins. We take only vitamins that are, have a health like intervention impacts that have been proven. And so, um, we take only those to a specific specification that WHO requires in order for us to do this work. So that's the World Health Organization. We get them donated or we purchase them ourselves. And then we pass them along. So you're kind of ensuring 
that there's quality happening Absolutely. in this distribution versus 16, you said 1,600 NGOs that are distributed? 2,600. 2,600, yeah. yeah, okay. All right, so you're ensuring that the right stuff's getting to the right places Absolutely. with quality. Okay, got mm-hmm. it. That makes a lot of sense. So you're on Sage Intax. We are. How long have you been on Intact? For three years. So I came on four years ago to Vitamin Angels, and that was one of the big tasks was to switch out our old system into a newer system that was more, that could help catapult what we were trying to do. Was the old system? We used QuickBooks. You were QuickBooks, okay. Yeah, uh, QuickBooks Online. QuickBooks Online. And were you on any system before that, or you used always QuickBooks Online? Always QuickBooks point? Online. Mm-hmm. I think it, maybe in the very beginning, we were like in Excel. <laughs> maybe in the okay. very beginning. And what yeah. was the impetus to switch? We were really limited. So we had a lot of big plans and a lot of things we wanted to do, but our accounting system couldn't keep up with it. And so In we what have ways? a lot of foreign well, we had a lot of foreign transactions. Working internationally poses its whole set of inter- accounting challenges. And Jennifer actually is doing a lot with our international group. Um, but we couldn't do that with QuickBooks, not easily. We also had issues with um inventory and like how do we track inventory? Um, we were doing it very manually. Everything was very paper-based. Like We just didn't have a lot of automated automation happening. Um, more was being required from a reporting standpoint. Um, we really wanted to, we never took restricted funding. It was kind of a rule because we didn't feel like our system could make it, would make it too difficult on us to, to manage restricted funding. And so we wanted a system that was easy so we could take restricted funding okay. and report on it easily, slice and dice data different ways. It was really hard to tell what areas, like what countries are sucking up our budget because like, we couldn't track at that detail unless we exported data into Excel and manually figured out where all these countries and these costs are coming from. There's a lot of reasons. And honestly, we probably should have done it 10 years ago, <laughs> but at least we have it now. <laughs> and what brings you to this conference? Um, I'm here for the CFO Summit. And I'm here because I'm new to the company. So it's um, just kind of like a refresher because I haven't been in Intact for probably like almost five years now. So it's a good refresher. <laughs> and so networking you, is fun too. Yes. <laughs> so you've used Intact before in a previous role? Yes. Okay. What was that? Um, it was, they did kind of real estate. So it was a weird, very weird company, but um, I did the whole implementation of Intact. So originally they had the software zero, which is kind of like QuickBooks. Um, but that wasn't big enough because we did a lot of billings through um, all the invoices. So that was a huge thing with Intact that you can mark every invoice of who you want to bill it, of which customer and stuff. So that was nice. So and I did that for about two years or so. All right. So, uh, you know, in the keynote this morning, they're talking about how they spent a billion dollars on R&D and they did a billion dollars in acquisitions. So, Jennifer, for you coming from using it five years ago, not using it for five years, and now mm-hmm. you're getting back in it. Like, are you seeing these differences? Are you seeing, do you notice that, oh, man, this is, I don't remember this being cool. Like, I don't know, <laughs> well, it's definitely different modules that I had used um, that we don't use here. Um, just because it was a for-profit and it was, it was just set up differently and it was real estate, but I, I definitely see more advances in intact than it had. Um, so that's why I'm kind of glad that I came for this conference to see how it's progressed. Exactly. Came a long way in five years. (laughs) (laughs) So what's your favorite part about intact? Uh, Bonnie, I'll go to you. I'll answer first. And you can answer if you'd like to, Jennifer. (laughs) I think... 
I have two favorite parts. So one is kind of like just the basic building block of intact. It's just the dimensions and that dimension structure. I, I've worked in really large ERP systems where like the coding was numerical and like and it was complicated. And it, it was I remember like looking at a chart of accounts and all the different classes and departments and like trying to think like how do I code this? And it's very linear. Intact feels more uh, three-dimensional because of the the dimensions, I guess, that you have. So I love that, just the flexibility of how we code things, how we can report because of this, just build it, like how Intact is set up. So help me visualize this. What do your dimensions look like at uh, Vitamin Angels? So we have the basic dimensions, you know, like vendor, customer, but for us as donor, employee, that kind of thing. Um, we also use um, entity, obviously, because we, well, we have, a, we're multi-entity. So we have several nonprofits in different countries that are consolidated. And um, we use, let's see, what am I missing? Project. So that's for our restricted grants. We use the project dimension. Departments, classes. So classes are for the statement of functional expenses, which is really, that's like one of the big key metrics for anybody evaluating the efficiency of a nonprofit. So it's really important. And departments are more internal, like how we me measure ourselves internally. And we also have like program type. So we want to know like how much are we spending on our prenatal program? How much are we spending on our children's program? And how much are we spending on advocacy and in implementation science and research? So like we have these different ways that we can slice it. Oh, and country, of course. Wow. <laughs> country. Yeah. I was going to add that, but I figured you would probably get it. <laughs> yeah, eventually. There's a lot of them. Yeah. That's quite a lot. I mean, and I'm trying to picture like how you could have done that in QuickBooks and it's just not possible. Well, you can't because you can't do class tracking for balance sheet accounts and it blows. Yeah. That's why you can't do grants and Well, you can do classes that. in QuickBooks. But that's just profit loss only. that's just only. one thing. Yes, that's profit just loss one only. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, and then the restricted funds for that, you know, you re you're getting grants and you can only use them for a specific purpose and you have yeah. to be able to track the, the exactly. use of that money. And just to click a button, filter it for that particular grant, you can see that P&L for that grant. Like real easy. And so it's it was before we would have to export, manually manipulate the data. And it's just nobody's got time for that. So yeah. <laughs> we don't do that. So Jennifer, we need to hear about your favorite feature. Um, mine would probably be allocations. We used to do that a lot in Excel. So you, you know, get your percentages <laughs> for each project or give each us an employee. example of an allocation. Um so let's say maybe 50% went to one country, 25% uh, went to another country, and the other 25 to a th to a third country. Of like a vitamin shipment or? Yes. Okay. Well, let's just say that. Yes. Got it. Um, of any invoice, invoice that came in or maybe even an employee's time, like their payroll, uh, we can do it that way. So you would just create an allocation in the system and say 50% goes to U.S., 25 goes to India, and 25 goes to Africa, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And then when you're going to code it, all you would pick is that allocation, and it does it automatically for you. There's nothing else you need to do. Um, so you don't have to continue to do that over and over again. Add the three lines, separate it exactly. out. Add the three lines, separate it out for especially for anything that's repeating. That makes sense. Exactly. And you would have to code each one of those lines if you did it manually. You know, and then you got to get a calculator. I know some financial softwares would actually have a little calculator when you put the amount in there and then you could put 25% or 50%. This just does it for you. So I think that's yeah. a, a great feature. And that, that trickles down. That's, that's a great. new feature cool. we started using in the last oh, year. Really? Yeah, it's exciting. And then I also say the API. 
like just how easy Intax API is to be doing integrations. Like we have an awesome Salesforce integration. It's just really seamless. And that's, um, I don't code, obviously. I'm a, I'm a CFO, but when I talk to our coder, he says like, this is like such a clean API. He understands it. Like Intact was very supportive of whenever he was building out our, we had a custom API built for Salesforce. And it took him just a couple of weeks. So when you made the decision to migrate, like how long of a process is that? Was it like three weeks, six weeks where you're still migrating? When you migrated from QuickBooks Online because you, you didn't meet your needs, you grew it. I mean, did you do it section by section? Did you do it all at once? Like, how did that go? All at once. Um, you can say how long it took for you and your old company. For us, it might have been angels. It took us about six months total, um, beginning to end. And that included the Salesforce API that we had built too. So we just, we just did it all. And like, we had a cutoff date. So it was like, this is the date that we're doing it. Everything's going in. And you bring in uh, um, any help, external help? Did Sage just help you? Did you? We used Armanino you to support okay. us through it. They were wonderful. Like, it, it, they, that's what they do. So <laughs> like, they had like a whole project like template and I'm sure they've improved it even more because that was three years ago. But they had a project template and then just like, they thought through every possible scenario and they're like, okay, when we work with nonprofits like yours, they typically like to see this. And it's like, oh, I didn't even think of that. Like they're, um, they're really a good So partner. they're coming in, pulling all the levers and all the preferences yeah. and intact. And then you just get your data in there and just start using it. Wow. Well, I, mean, I mean, it's simple. Yeah. It's simple. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I don't want people to think they just snap their fingers and their intact is working wonderfully. Okay. <laughs> a lot of test runs. Yeah, a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of user acceptance testing and tweaking things just to get them how you want them and building out workflows and because it's still customizable to what your business needs. So, Bonnie, you have an accounting background. Mm -hmm. How'd you get started? And I started at KPMG, so public accounting. Okay. I was an auditor. How long did you stay at KPMG? For four years. Four years, okay. Four years, and then started having kids and I didn't want to work 80-hour weeks anymore. Really? Why, <laughs> why not? <laughs> no. I don't know. That work-life balance, like, mumbo-jumbo, like, yeah. got to me and I was like, no, I do want a life. <laughs> So that's when, did you take time off? Did you just go into industry? Like, Yeah, I went right into industry. Okay. And I started out working at a really big company. We worked with PeopleSoft, PeopleSoft, Oracle PeopleSoft. So it was a huge system, totally different. And what were you doing there? Controller work? Mm -hmm. I was a divisional controller. Okay. So yeah, how was that one... working in like giant ERP systems? Oh, it was hard. Well, we had a whole IT team that supported Oracle. So it's like a whole team that just supported the financial software. But I mean, this is, you know, it's a billion dollar organization. So it's, okay. you know, <laughs> like. But still hard for you, even though you had a team supporting it, still hard to get what you needed out yeah, of the system. The reporting was really clunky. Um, anytime I wanted to make an editor for I couldn't do it, I'd have to wait on IT to do it just because the, the tree hierarchies were too complicated. Like you need to be trained in it to build a report. Versus an intact, you still have to be trained in it, but it's more intuitive. You don't have to put in a work order to get a report change. Yeah. You can make you it. You just make the report change and test it out yourself. And it, you might not get it right the first time, but yeah, it's um, it's like they have a report writing wizard. So it's it's made for accountants. Like you don't have to be a, an IT person to figure it out. So you were a divisional controller at a very, it sounds like a very large company. Very large. Uh, and then, yeah, how did you get to CFO? Because that's also a leap going from... Uh, quite a journey. And so I, I had left that company and I decided to start my own business. So I did CFO consulting for small businesses. So I went to a billion dollar organization and working with organizations that were one to five million in revenue. So really small. 
and being sort of a like a part-time CFO. So I was serving my client base. I had hired other CPAs to help support me in that. And um, I got tired of selling, like just constantly like looking for new clients and doing that piece of it. I was like, I just want to be a regular accountant again. <laughs> was a lot of the work you were doing like project-based? Project or ongoing. Okay. It just, it depended. Like I had one that started out as a project. They were opening up a new location. And so they needed someone to help with the debt financing and work and like helping like get their board organized. And so I had like that as a project, but then I had other ongoing clients that just needed ongoing monthly support, like just somebody to yeah, review their financials. Bookkeeping yeah. firm. You basically yeah. started a bookkeeping firm indirectly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had bookkeepers. I had different levels. So it was, Yeah. So you got uh, tired of doing got the tired business of side of it. I sold it. Yeah. So one of them, it's still going. One of the ladies that I worked with has it now. Oh, that's her, great. Her business now. She Congratulations. Well, I'm glad to be rid of it. <laughs> I much prefer Cheers. what I'm doing now. Cheers to you. Yeah. <laughs> so then I, I then I started. I, I was doing um, controller roles. So I was VP finance controller for one organization that ended up committing fraud. Like so the organization. This, oh my fraud! Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So you should you, interview you're... me for that one. It was a good story. Yeah, you're point. You're pointing to the uh, the the sticker for our show. Oh my fraud, which is a true crime podcast for accountants. Mm -hmm. So okay, we're gonna send you over to Greg and Caleb. Okay, yeah, and get okay. interviewed. There. Well, tell so, us. So actually, I, I want to dig into the no, of the fraud. Not too much. I a little to, bit. A taster. To, a taster. I might have to talk to an attorney before I talk to anybody <laughs> about it. <laughs> but I left. I left that company pretty quickly. <laughs> And then I went to um, a tech company, so a healthcare technology company. And then I was VP finance there. And then I got, I got, I did a big capital raise at that company. And I, I remember sitting in a room and we were celebrating this big capital raise that I worked my butt off for. And I was looking around the room. We were celebrating with our leadership team and our investment bankers. And I was the only female in the room. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, is this where I want to be? Is this like, what I want. And so I was kind of having this like existential crisis. And then I got a call from a recruiter for the job I have now at Vitamin Angels. And I was like, ah, oh, like I'm a mom. I have four kids. It was like just to serve in a way that I couldn't do in that previous role. And then a company like led by women, tons of like mission driven, women, mission yeah, yeah, yeah. driven, like supporting women. The, whole, the mission is supporting women in their health and their children. And so I was like, this is perfect, like absolutely perfect. And then it was a step up in my career, too. So can't beat that. <laughs> That's great. So, well, Steve here, who's a C CEO, he of was Sage. an accountant. I said she was CFO. Do you have, like, we're starting to see this jump where CFOs are jumping into that CEO role. Is this like next? Like CEO? Yeah. No, CEO. Uh-huh. I can see that. I can, I, well, because our jobs aren't finance anymore. Like we have this other like operational, bigger leadership role than I think CFOs have had in the past. In the past, it's been like the CFO runs finance and that's it. And um, I think CFOs are evolving. It's um, like when I think about my job and what the CFO role was then is now the controller role today. So like our controller, she's not here with us right now, but she's here. She's in a class, so she couldn't make it. But she does like what the CFO did 20 years ago. So she's very finance focused and runs it. And so what that allows me to do is step back from the detail. And I'm, I probably spend about 20, 25% of my time on finance specifically. And then the rest is on other areas of the business. What other areas? So strategic planning, conflict resolution, negotiation, a lot of legal stuff. 
lot of um, lot of legal and uh, HR is actually reports up into me and and so there's a lot always HR things going on. So and then IT IT reports to me too. I love IT HR IT legal and finance. Mm -hmm. And it helps to have a really strong controller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're basically already the CEO. What does the CEO I think my CEO would disagree. <laughs> <laughs> What's there left here? At donor management. Maybe you're not running that part entirely. Yeah, that would be about That's it. a big job. Yeah, yeah it is. That's awesome. great. Well, any more questions, David? No, I don't okay. have anything else. Bonnie, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us today. If people want to learn more about Vitamin Angels, where should they go? They should go to our website. It's vitaminangels.org. And there's a Donate Now button right on the top. <laughs> That's right. Just putting that out there. Yeah. Donate to Vitamin Angels and help uh, create healthier kids, healthier families. Healthier, healthier families. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. Great chatting with you. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. So much. Thanks Thank you. Bye.